1: and gentlemen, may I have your attention, I want to introduce to you, in this corner of the good and the right, stands a champion robed in white. Hey! This king who wore their crown, and they he watched the champion.
2: Life was never meant to be traveled backwards. That is why you must move on. Learn from your past mistakes and carefully apply its lessons. But let no one define you by your past. Critics and those with unresolved issues may try to whitewash their own dark history by dwelling on yours. Don't give them the brush. Remember, every saint has a past and every sinner has a future. Thus, when folks dig up your past, reconstruct it and try to resettle you there. Tell them you've moved on and have no desire of ever living there anymore. 2 Corinthians 5 verse 17 reads, If any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. All things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. Friend, your new dwelling place is in Christ. So move on and stop dwelling on the past. Written by Samuel Cranting Pippin. I am Belle Dollarville. ask him for forgiveness so that your prayers will be answered god bless you i am bell dollavie
3: of the daily devotional series and I am your host Sandra Ahia and with me here is our own pastor Ebenezer Ankuma. Please are welcome. Thank you. Today's lesson is captioned swearing falsely and we take our Bibles and take to the book of Jeremiah chapter 5 verse 1. The point in the Lord's words through Jeremiah was to reveal just how widespread the apostasy and sin had become among his people. Was there no one who did justice and sought truth? This is what we have to stand on today as we go through our lesson. As the question goes, was there no one who did justice and sought truth? Let's now turn our Bibles to Jeremiah chapter 5 verse 2 and 3. Jeremiah chapter 5 verse 2 and 3. Although they say, as surely as the Lord lives, still they are swearing falsely. Oh, Lord, do not, do not your eyes look for truth. You struck them, but they felt no pain. You crushed them, but they refused correction. They made their faces harder than stone and refused to repent. Amen. Amen. Can you please take us through the lesson?
4: Swearing falsely. We saw that the Babylonian threat was not just an incident that happened by chance, but it was God's own way of revealing his punishment unto his disobedient children. Now, in the Bible, when you consider Jeremiah chapter 5, verse 1, as our sister just read for us, Run ye to and fro through the streets of Jerusalem and see now, and know, and seek in the broad places thereof. If ye can find a man, if there be any that executed judgment, that seeketh the truth, and I will pardon now, as we saw, whenever this call comes, we have two things in mind. That of the philosopher Diogenes, but we are not interested in that. But we are interested in the other story. That is the one God speaking to Abraham, telling him that if he could find 50 righteous men. You see, during the time of Sodom and Gomorrah, the city was described as so sinful. Such that the Lord wanted to destroy them. But Abraham felt uncomfortable. He thought there were righteous people in the city. And so he started pleading with the Lord. That if he finds 50 righteous men in the city, will God spare them? And the Lord said, if I get 50 people, I'll spare their lives. Abraham was convinced that no. The Lord will find it difficult getting 50 righteous people. He reduced it until he came to 10 righteous men but unfortunately the righteous men in the city of Sodom and Gomorrah were less than 10. It tells us that whenever the Lord makes a call like this it describes how wickedness or how widespread apostasy and sin has become among his people and so this call of Jeremiah is just telling us vividly that There was no righteous man in the city. All of them have followed evil. And that finding a righteous man in such a city was going to be very difficult for the Lord. And the Bible describes their states. And though they say the Lord liveth, surely they swear falsely. These people claim that the Lord lives. But that was just a false claim. The Bible says in one of the commandments, that is the third commandment, of course. It says, thou shalt not take the name of the Lord thy God in vain. But clearly, that was what the people of Israel were doing during the time of Jeremiah. They they claimed to be by the side of God. But their deeds, their actions, were only evil in the sight of God. Such that there was no righteous man. Found in the city, and the verse 3 says, Oh Lord, are not thine eyes upon the truth that has shaken them, but they have not grieved, that has consumed them, but they have refused to receive correction, they have made their faces harder than a rock, they have refused to return. And so, this is the, the true condition of the children of Israel as at the time. The took the name of the Lord their God in vain. And friends of God, it is so sad. We can describe our world today as being like the children of Israel in those days. No matter how deeply fallen the nation had become, many people believed that they were still faithfully following the Lord. They were uttering his name, but they were doing it falsely instead of in truth, in justice, and in righteousness as the Lord had commanded. They did not listen to the warning coming from God. But they went on in their lives and religious practices as if everything were all right between them and God. When in fact, almost nothing was right between them. Friends of God, these people deceived themselves. They were going to church Performing the sacrifices, giving offerings, and doing so many things. But they were doing it falsely. Their hearts was not of the Lord. And it happens. Today we see so many Christians in our world. But iniquity is still on the increase. You ask yourself why. We are swearing falsely. Just as the people of Jeremiah's time and I pray that the Lord should have mercy upon us. Because they had in their hearts. They rejected all the warnings that the prophets gave them. They, they refused to receive correction. They turned their faces away from the Lord. Meanwhile, they claimed to be Christians. Amen.
3: Amen. Swearing falsely is what we just looked at. And I believe we all have been blessed, And with all the wonderful truth that we have given us, Christians, how can we make sure we don't fall into a similar deception of believing our unique calling itself is enough to save us? Friends of God,
4: Jesus has revealed himself, his standard, his principles, and what he requires of us in his holy word. And so at every point in time, We must assess ourselves with the word of God. That is the Bible. To see whether we are still in the fold of Christ. Without the Bible, there is no standard of assessment that can qualify us of pleasing the Lord. Thank
3: you so much. We thank God for this grace that he has bestowed upon our lives. Stay forever blessed.
0: or contribution you can contact us on plus two three three two four four six seven three five two eight or plus two three three two four four two three five zero one seven or email us at radio at vvu.edu.gh or through the postal address adventist world radio ghana po box af five nine five Adenta, Greater Accra Region, Ghana. We will expect your feedback.
1: A W R Ghana, voice of hope. Voice good news chariot's are coming. Good news. A good news coming. Good news. A good news chariots are coming, and I don't wanna leave me behind. Good. News. A good news chariot's coming. Good news. A good news chariot's coming. Good news. A good news chariot's coming, and I don't wanna leave me behind. Well, there's a long white robe in the heaven I know. There's a long white robe in the heaven I know. There's a long white robe in the heaven I know, and I don't wanna leave me behind. A good news. A good news chariot's coming. Good news. good news chariot's coming. Good news, chariots are coming and I don't want to leave me behind There's a golden crown in the heaven, I know There's a golden crown in the heaven, I know There's a golden crown in the heaven, I know And I don't want to leave me behind Good news, chariots to come, sweet news, sweet news, chariots are coming, good news, good news, chariots to coming, and I don't want to leave me behind, there's a starry crown in, in the heaven, I know, there's a starry crown in the heaven, I know, and I don't want to leave me behind, good news, good news. Chariot to come, sweet news, sweet news. Chariot to come, so glad, so glad. Chariot to come, and I don't wanna leave me behind. There's a golden harp in heaven, I know. There's a golden harp in the heaven, I know. There's a gold. Friend,
5: welcome to the Moment of the Truth. We are continuing our presentation on Hope for the Dead Dog. We were looking at reasons why Mephibosheth called himself a dead dog. And we understood firstly that he called himself a dead dog because he had come from a disgraced family. The next reason is that he had come from a doomed family. In the same verse 1, we understand that the family of Saul was the family from which Mephibosheth had come. And all the descendants of Saul had been embarked for death. In fact, David had been busy purging the sons of Saul. In 2 Samuel chapter 3 verse 1, Because Mephibosheth was a descendant of Saul, he too was doomed to die an inglorious death. In the east, this was the common practice. If a king came to the throne he usually uh, uh uh killed all of the sons of the former king who had been deposed simply because um he was afraid of an arising or of uh, attack or revenge from the family of the former king and so based on this mephibosheth should have been killed so it is with those who are born into the human family We are born under the curse of death. The Bible tells us in Ezekiel chapter eighteen, verse four, that the soul that sinneth it it shall die. Every person who is born into this world is born destined to die. You ask me why? Because the wages of sin is death. Romans chapter six, verse twenty-three. There is a death sentence on the entire human family. Just like Mephibosheth, he was destined to die. The second reason why he might have called himself a dead dog is, uh, the third reason rather, is he was from a destitute family. According to verse 4, the Bible tells us in verse 4 that Mephibosheth was living in a place called Lodibah. This is a word that means no pasture. This was in the house of Micah, and Micah means sold. Mephibosheth was living in a place of poverty and want. Consider the father Mephibosheth was a cripper. He had been dropped by his nurse when he was five years old. And as a result, he was lean on both of his feet. According to 2nd Samuel chapter 4 verse 4, listen to the situation in which he found himself. He was from a place called Lodiba, which means no pasture. There was no protection. There was no way by which he could receive warmth. And he was living in the house of Micah. And Micah means sold. The same is true of the human family, my friend. We are destitute. We are in a destitute condition as well. We are in a position of having no pasture. We are sold on the sin. We are lost. And we need a redeemer to deliver us from slavery. We are born in sin. And we are doomed to hell. And there is nothing at all that we can do about it. You see, a lost sinner cannot save himself. He cannot turn over a new leaf and be better. He cannot purchase salvation. The lost sinner is absolutely destitute before the Lord. He is helpless, hopeless, and completely without power. The Bible describes this condition in Ephesians chapter 2 verse 12. That at the time you were without Christ, being aliens from the commonwealth of Israel and strangers from the covenant of promise, having no hope and without God in the word. When we did not have God, we were in a destitute state. Mephibosheth called himself a dead dog because he was in a deplorable condition. That is the fourth condition. Reason he was in a deplorable condition. If you read First Samuel chapter four verse four, we understand that as a child, his father Jonatan and his grandfather Saul had been killed in battle. In an escape attempt, he fell and he was crippled. He suffered perceived rejection from the fact that he had a missing father. He suffered deformity. It also caused peer rejection. As a result, this man started to suffer from self rejection and identity destruction. His name was changed. I want you to understand that Mephibosheth is not the original name of the man that we are discussing today. He was originally called Maraba. Maraba. The word Maraba means anti-bar. It is from two words. The first is Marab, and the next one is bar. Marab finds its uh, origin in the experience of Moses and the children of Israel. Where he struck a rock and he called that water, that bitter water, Marab. Marab. It simply means rebellious. You know, the children of Israel rebelled against the Lord. They were murmuring and so out of anger, Moses instead of speaking to the rock, he struck the rock. And so he named that place Marab meaning rejection, meaning a, a rebellion. And so Ba is the next, which means the, the, the primary god of the Philistines. Okay, the primary god of the Philistines. And so Marabah means anti-Ba. This means that Mephibosheth was being brought up to rebel against the worship of Ba. He was being brought up to speak against the worship of Ba. We could say that he was coming up as a prophet of the Lord. If you read 1 uh, uh, Chronicles chapter 8, verse 34, he was called Marabah. And his name was changed to Mephibosheth. And Mephibosheth means from the mouth of a shameful thing. See his condition, a deplorable condition. From a, from Marabah, Antiba a prophet of the Lord, to Mephibosheth, out of the mouth of shame. May the Lord bless and guard and keep you as we keep the lively hope alive. May God bless and guard and keep you, friend. My name is Gemini G. Gete. God bless you. Bye bye.
0: Thank you very much for staying with us. Once again, you can reach us on plus or plus or email us at radio at gh, or through the postal address Adventist World Radio Ghana P.O. Box AF 595 Adenta, Greater Accra Region, Ghana. We will expect your feedback.
1: Ghana. Voice of, hope. Voice of hope.
0: I believe today's magazine has been a blessing. May the good Lord's hand be in your life. Amen. Remember to tune in same time tomorrow. Bye for now.